0: The following podcast contains strong language and adult themes, and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Behold the annals of pestilence. The stories you're about to hear are not real, though they contain elements of the truth. The tales herein might entertain you, cause you to smile, or perhaps cry. Or something else entirely. Because this anthology of narratives, some of them connected, others less so, acts as a door to another realm, you are about to board an interdimensional cruise ship en route to comedy, tragedy, and unspeakable cosmic horror. This one-way journey is powered by existential dread and nervous laughter. Once bored, there is no turning back. The stories you are about to hear are an infection. A narrative contagion. The word virus. Season
1: 3. Punk Rock vs. the Lizard People. Apprentices. Punk Rock vs. the Lizard People is currently available in its unabridged entirety as a novel by Joshua S. Porter. Order the book today on Amazon.com. This story references songs available on playlists through Apple Music
0: and Spotify by searching Punk Rock vs. the Lizard People.
1: Modlog Log 19, Rise of the Shadow Warrior, Six Days Until All Hell Breaks Loose. Honestly, sometimes Hayes bummed us out when he talked about ninjas. For example, he broke our hearts by informing us that though stealth and disguise were trademarks of the ninja, they were not typically accomplished via badass black outfits and doing acrobatics in the shadows. Instead, the ninja did things like feigning illness at the gates of a castle in order to be invited inside. Or maybe they'd dress as a priest to gain the confidence of locals harboring vital information. According to Hayes... Ninja used flattery as a weapon more than they used throwing stars. In fact, according to the Shoninki, a medieval ninja manual, equipment has little value without the ability to deceive the enemy using charm, disguise, or a clever ruse. Rather than an awesome black mask, the Shoninki suggests packing a straw hat, which hides the ninja's face while enabling them to see others. Rather than nunchaku, which is often pronounced nunchucks, the manual recommends carrying a pencil for taking notes and marking buildings. The only comfort we could take from this frustrating old document was that it does mention the use of grappling hooks and a sword. That was the least it could do. The fact that we were all sitting lotus position in a big circle was the only thing keeping me from begging Hayes to stop ruining my illusions about backflipping black cloud warriors. They were warriors, Hayes rebutted. The ninja were shadow warriors poor farmers who operated in secrecy "'to rebel against the tyrannical ruling class "'of the samurai.'" "'So what? "'We're going to learn how to wear rice hats "'and do impressions?' Barrett asked. "'No,' Hayes sighed. "'You are going to learn to fight. "'But what I am teaching you "'is not the same thing as the ninjutsu "'of feudal Japan. "'It is a modern adaptation "'of many of the same principles and ideas "'that first compelled the earliest ninja. "'I have a question,' Becky interrupted, raising her hand. This is so cool and all, but why ninja stuff? If this mission is so important, is being a ninja really the best way to go about it? The historian, Hayes answered. Whoever it is, it was the historian who uncovered the EMI plot, and it was the historian who reached out to me. So we're not doing the stealth thing? Connor asked. Stealth is crucial, Hayes assured him. But the stealth you will need for your mission isn't the same as pretending you have a stomach ache so that you'll be invited into a castle. I feel like I know all this already, Emma said, sounding as if she were wondering whether or not it was true. Yeah, I for sure know this already. Matters of historical significance are included in your training, Hayes said, pointing to Emma's Moak implant. But that data is like any other learned thing. Your interest in it determines the significance that your mind attaches to that information. Seeing as how I've gathered from this group that backflips are far more interesting than scrolls from the 15th century, I thought it necessary to have this little discussion. Totally. Connor nodded. So we can do backflips, right? Hayes sighed. Stand up, he said. I had already forgotten most of our lesson on ancient Japan when I went limping to my room that night. Your back still hurt? Emma asked, walking beside me. Only a little, I lied. It's a frustrating thing to be capable of an excellent backflip and have your showmanship thwarted by one of your friends kicking you in midair. Barrett sure thought it was funny, Emma said. And anyway, I still think you're more of a ninja than any of us. For a moment, I felt a surge of pride that quickly subsided when I realized that I had no idea what Emma meant. I'm sure you're right, I said, still grasping at my charm. But how do you figure? Emma stopped in front of the door to her room. She looked at me, cocking her head to the side, then reached out and touched my chest with her index finger. Secrets, she said. Secrets, I repeated, genuinely confused and slightly panicked. Emma took a deep breath. I'm never quite sure what's going on in that head of yours, Mr. Thomas. I didn't know what to say. A silence filled the air. Emma smiled. Sometimes I'd just like to know is all, she said. I'm okay with that, I said. Emma leaned in and kissed me goodnight. A voice from down the hall shattered the moment. It's awful looking, Connor said as he approached like two calves awkwardly trying to eat the same apple. Emma blushed and gave Connor a playfully angry squint. How do you even see in here with those shades on, Connor? She asked. The Holy Spirit, Connor said, tapping the corner of his Ray-Bans. Emma stepped into her open room. She waved with her fingers as the door closed. Space make-out, Connor said at the closed door, nodding. Nice. Tired? I asked, changing the subject. Connor sighed. Constantly. Hayes is an unforgiving master. All those books that showed him training out in the Japanese countryside made this seem more fun and less painful. Apprenticeship is often a painful thing, Connor agreed, rubbing his chin. You're an authority on apprenticeship? I asked. "Mm, Something like that, Connor answered. You know, another way of understanding the word disciple is by exchanging it with the word apprentice. We're talking about Jesus now? Apprenticeship to Jesus makes ninja training with brain implants look like a walk in the park. Can't you just say a prayer, read your Bible, and go to heaven or something? I laughed, stretching. Oh, how little you understand the way of the Nazarene, Connor said, shaking his head. Dude, saying a prayer and reading a book won't complete your apprenticeship any more than reciting a haiku and reading a paperback about Hayes will make you a black belt. It takes a lifetime of training the body and the mind. It takes practice self-denial and the reformation of the mind and the spirit. But do you get a cool black mask if you apprentice Jesus? I asked. Connor thought for a minute. Actually, the idea is to take the mask off. via Patreon.com slash the word virus. Lure others to infection by sharing the word virus via social media. On Twitter, at
0: the word virus and Instagram, at spread the word virus and at the wordvirus.com.